0: Welcome to the 139th episode of News Dump, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm local man Aaron Vantile, joined by Chronicle Editor-in-Chief Eric Schwartz and Chronicle Assistant Editor Isabel Vander Stoop. And we're joined in spirit by sponsors Summit Funding and The Roof Doctor. And we have big, big, the biggest news you can imagine. Tire Piles back, baby. A new tire pile. This isn't, it's not back. It's, don't call it a comeback, Aaron. The concept of the tire pile has returned to the zeitgeist in Mm -hmm. Lewis County. Tire, scrap metal, appliance recycling event to be held in Randall, May 13th, East
1: Lewis County, getting its own tire pile. Well, well, well. This tire pile will be far grittier than the tire pile we had outside of our window, I can assume. These tires will be more hardworking. (laughs) I imagine they'll be larger. (laughs) I imagine they'll probably have more integrity and Uh, work ethic.
2: The tire pile of East Lewis County um, is accepting the same kind of tires as our tire pile had.
0: Will these tires actually just be displaced Packwood tires that can't afford to find a place to live out there? I but with assume all the, so. What with all the rental tires on hand? Could be. Interesting. Any other news on the Tire Pile other than it's coming and it's going to be great?
2: It will be put on by Solid Waste, the Department of Ecology, and a few dedicated Randall citizens. Very great. exciting. Can't
1: wait You're to probably see it. just trying to grab some it's tires. It's
2: on May 13th, I believe, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, you can find the address on Cronline.com. Um, the, there's just going to be four uh, dumpsters. I couldn't think of that word for a second. And... I think it's first come, first serve, and as soon as they fill them all, it's over.
0: All right. So, you what get I'm there. there, May 13th. Get yeah. there nice and early. Get there while the getting's good.
2: And you'll have to show Lewis County ID, or at least be prepared to, because oh, it's only for residents. the county wants residents. you to
0: show your papers. Surprise, surprise.
2: <laughs> Not just anybody's coming to this tire pile.
1: I wonder if, like, so if you live in Lewis County, I don't want to spend too much time on this. You live in Lewis County, but you have a license plate, or, like, it's from Olympia, or license that's from Olympia. Will they reject your tires? I'm sure they are. There's nothing they would like more. seems like the state must be involved in this. Yeah, like I said, Department of Ecology.
2: Um, I also, before we get into the news, I wanted to issue a quick clarification. I saw some comments on Facebook this weekend that were... um, I, I feel I'd miscommunicated when I talked about the uh, BOCC and the Zoom meetings. Um, just to make it super clear, the Board of County Commissioners is still having Zoom meetings for the larger, like, main meetings where they meet with the directors they have a business meeting and then a wrap up on monday mornings but they're not hosting zoom calls for updates with department heads such as the coroner's office the pa update etc so mm-hmm. uh, just wanted to be very clear about that
0: okay shall we get to the news yes okay first news item headline do i wish it was different absolutely sheriff's office addresses investigation into death of aaron christensen So Emily and Isabel sat down with Sheriff Rob Snaza and his three most important wise men to at long last discuss the Aaron Christensen case, the one in which they had a body, a bullet, a confession, and zero charges. Uh, Isabel, you were there. Feel free to jump in at any point, but I will start going through the, the bullet points I've assembled here. Sounds good. Snaza said his staff, quote, handled the investigation to the best of what they had at the time, aside from missing the gunshot wound that the hikers walking by originally reported, of course. uh, He said his deputy not noticing the gunshot wound right away would not have changed the outcome of the case. The sheriff's office has since, quote, taken direct responsibility and made some changes on that, Snaza said, adding, quote, some internal issues have been dealt with with those individuals. He declined to expand upon that statement, which casts something of a shadow over it. Uh, They had to have a second... How do you pronounce that?
2: I think necropsy.
0: Necropsy. Okay. They had to have a second necropsy done on the dog because the findings of the first one contradicted Ethan Asbach's statement. And let me tell you, there's nothing more surprising to the police than evidence contradicting the word of a murder suspect. Uh, They didn't deny asking the family not to go to the media or saying the suspects were good kids. As to the rumored connection between the sheriff's office and the suspect, Naza said that's totally untrue before confirming that a captain's nephew worked with him. There's absolutely no connection except the one you were all right about. Um, he said it was a sad situation, and if he was in the family's shoes, quote, I would do everything I could to figure out why and what happened, and my frustrations would be as great as yours. To which I remind him, it's kind of your job to find out these things. Uh, he said he wished he had told the family to reach out to him directly with their concerns, even though they were protesting directly outside his office. The family didn't join those. That was just friends in the public though.
2: Yeah. Uh, that was a note that I added on there. I, I didn't read through the rest of the notes, but I did read through this part. Um, the, the family, I think stayed mostly disconnected from that. I don't know for a fact that there were no members of the family who were involved in the protest, but, Nonetheless, um when I was meeting with the sheriff's office, I, I it was more like me sitting in on an Emily conversation, but I I interjected a few times. And um they they kind of kept coming back to the statement of usually we try to not give out as much information about an investigation as possible mm-hmm. and kind of saying like, well that's our standard and that's how we do this, blah blah. blah. And <laughs> I said this is not like any other investigation like this is a situation where you've referred charges to the prosecutor's office and almost every piece of the case has become public information now and you have people protesting on the courthouse steps like so will you be changing your public outreach process from here on out and the answer was like, yeah, but there's still a lot that we can't say, and so that's kind of where we left it.
0: Okay. Uh, one other thing I found interesting was uh, Wes Rathwell, who is one of the other under sheriff. Under sheriff uh, made a suggestion towards the end of the story that people should do their own review of the evidence and see if they come to a different conclusion. And that struck me as odd, as that's kind of what the prosecutor did. And his conclusion was that the sheriff's office missed a few spots when they're doing the wax job on this thing.
2: Yeah, I I think that maybe has a lot more subtext. And I, I'm not gonna well, maybe I will try to speculate a little bit. Um obviously it's hard with these sorts of things because you can't really like editorialize in the actual story. Yeah. But I do imagine he's saying, you know, other people messed up too. I, I don't know if that's what he's saying, but I kind of think that's what he was hinting to is like, well, we went through a whole rigmarole with coroner's office or whatever. And uh, yeah, I, I kind of suspect that's what he means. Or maybe he means, hey, the prosecutor's office should have come to the same conclusion we did because we referred these charges.
0: Yeah, I don't know. The Reading through the whole thing, it didn't really answer any questions it didn't seem like like they answered the questions without saying anything major of substance the attitude kind of seemed to be to me just reading it like yeah i i guess we see why you're upset but like you know this is what happened and this is just the way it works and oh well and they didn't seem to be any definite like we're going to change this they didn't seem to be like we fired this person they didn't seem to be like we're sorry this happened and uh, you know i i it's just, there's, I don't know, there's just no real answers here.
2: I know. I um, I think that's probably a lot of the frustration that both Aaron's family and the public are feeling right now is that a man was killed, we know that, and no one has been held responsible, period. And I'm not saying that they haven't done anything to try to figure it out. Obviously, they've done some things, but that still does not change the fact that no one has been held responsible. And that's very frustrating for anyone, especially people who are close to this man who is clearly someone who made people care about him. Just like Snaza said, like I wish my family would go to bat like that for me. If anything were to happen to me like that, you know, like clearly yeah. they understand the power that this person had over their family's hearts. Like, so yeah, it's really frustrating and it's really tough. No doubt.
1: I thought it was a little odd to say uh, for Snaza to say that the outcome would have been the exact same uh, based on you know the clear fact that they could have done more detective work, but also just like does he mean the outcome as far as the prosecutor rejecting the charges? because that would mean the sheriff's office twice sent charges to the prosecutor's office that they didn't think would be charged, um, right. which would be problematic to me as well. I know there's lots of problematic things here, but that's my thought.
0: Yeah, it was an interesting
1: read. Um, I'm glad it was in the paper for people to see and form their own opinions on. I also want to say without like commending it, because I think it's like the lowest possible bar for an elected official. But so far, the sheriff and his command staff has talked to us. And last I heard, we can't get a call back from uh, Warren McLeod, the coroner over at the coroner's office.
2: Sorry, I should have said we actually set up a meeting with him for tomorrow. Oh,
1: excellent. I take that back then. It did take a while, though. So
2: I think he was like out last week. Fair That's enough. what he said this morning. Um, but yeah, we have a we have a meeting set up with him on Tuesday afternoon, so Good. we'll have information on that coming soon.
0: Good. Uh, do you want to discuss the message from your sister?
2: <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. My my sister's a jokester, so don't take this too seriously. But my um, one of my older sisters, Beth, texted me this morning and said, I have a reasonable proposal for the Lewis County Commissioners. And so I texted her back the Zoom link to the meeting that they were about to have that morning because I thought she was being serious. And then she said, they replaced the entire sheriff's department with super fans from the Bachelor subreddit. Three reasons why this is a good idea. Bachelor fans are creepy AF and manage to find filming locations easily. Two, the people that do this are about as qualified <laughs> as NASA. And three, probably better response time.
0: Uh, you had me at they replaced the entire sheriff's department. Good call.
2: <laughs> I, Like I said, I'm not like speaking on behalf of my opinions. I just thought that it might give you a little chuckle.
0: Uh, now, this story may be a tough look for the sheriff's office, but they're hard at work earning back your trust like... With this next story, update, human remains in Randall were found Thursday, but vehicle was discovered Wednesday.
1: <sighs> I think rem- there's, there's been an update since you read, so like, maybe wait on your take a little bit. They towed the vehicle away, and then where they towed it, they ended up opening up the trunk, and that's where the remains were found were in the trunk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I don't think there was a search of the vehicle. I think there was just a look, and like, yeah, it's abandoned, and they hauled it off. But I'm
2: I'm not yet of the opinion that they opened the trunk to find it. Uh, Right. They
1: said they moved it around. Right. Yeah.
2: But yeah. um, Yes, there is an updated version on this story online. As it went, we got a tip about this. And like we talked about when Emily was on the podcast, usually with these sorts of things, we'll call. And that's how we find out. Or we got a tip about it and then we follow up. So I, I talked to the sheriff's office about a tip that I received on Thursday where a car was being towed down Highway 508. Um, and we found out it was this situation remains had been found in the back of a, well, we now know in the back of a vehicle in Randall. Um, and the sheriff's office said, we're working on a press release on this right now. You'll get it in an hour. And, uh, so we got that and it had the dates kind of like mixed up. And then he sent a clarification shortly thereafter that was like, oh no, we meant this. And if you look in the like print edition, we actually have like one, we have Thursday in the headline and then Wednesday in the body of the story, which I didn't even notice that until afterwards. But like that's, it got all like confused, you know what I mean? And then, so, um, then I received another email shortly after that was online that was like, Oh, I heard that the deputy responded to the burned vehicle and then missed the body. And then the tow truck, tow truck driver found it, so I called the sheriff's office, and they were like, uh, yeah, that is what happened.
0: Uh, any new information on this case? Any leads? Any...
2: All I know of as of Monday is that it does appear the body was in the vehicle at the time the vehicle was burned, so unlikely it was placed there between the time the deputy arrived and the time the tow truck came. Mm-hmm. and I know that the coroner's office is still working to come up with the identity of the decedent, and I think the other update was um, the trunk part. Yeah, we didn't know that until this morning.
0: Uh, all right.
2: It's a lot of lot of gruesome stuff that we've been talking a of, about A lot today. of bodies piling up. <sighs> Not fun.
0: No. You guys want to move on? Yes. Headline. Chehalis officials predict as many as 22,000 new residents by 2042, to which I say, LOL, we'll all be dead by then. I will not. Uh, according to housing and planning manager Tammy Barcon- Barconi, is that how you pronounce that? Uh, Probably.
2: Barconi, I think? Chehalis's I don't know. population I don't know. has
0: already grown by 14.66% from 2002 to 2022. That includes people in the urban growth area and basically everything being built to maximum capacity. Oh, this is... Never mind. Uh, The estimate of how much it could grow includes people in the urban growth area and basically everything being built to maximum capacity. She also stressed that these estimates are extremely generous. She said this is an overzealous, high-end number uh, adding, please don't do something alarmist like put it in a newspaper headline.
2: Did she really say that?
0: No. <laughs> but that was my thought as I got to that part of the story. Right. It was like, maybe if all the things line up and we cram as many people as possible in here, we could have that many
1: people in Shayless.
2: Um, You know... <sighs> I it think that
1: number you threw out though was the sixty two thousand new residents, uh, if she if they were to pack every possible acre and then she did some additional math to bring it down to that twenty two thousand. Oh. Yeah. Well I was being alarmist. Sixty two thousand would have been quite a lot. Wild. <laughs> they would have really packed them in though. Yeah, yeah. Well.
2: You know, it begs the question, like when we finally do get the housing for that many people. How are we going to build that many roofs affordably, safely?
0: Well, I tell you what, we're going to need some free estimates. Yeah. We're going to need to call 736-0246, talk to our friends at The Roof Doctor, who makes house calls. Did you know that The Roof Doctor is a family-owned roofing company since Since when? Do you guys know? Do you guys want to hazard a guess? 1959. 1959. Providing roofing, roof repair, roof cleaning, and emergency roofing. We're about to have a housing emergency, and with that housing emergency,
1: going to need some emergency roofing. I don't think that's what they mean, but still. <laughs> also, you want to add this to your bookmarks, but uh, the Roof Doctor also has a blog. If you go to roofdoctor.com slash blog, all sorts of solid content in there. No way. How to recommended roofing materials vary by region, mistakes you're making at home that could be affecting <gasps> your roof. Oh. Which roofing materials are best for your climate? All sorts of good stuff in here.
2: What mistakes am I making?
1: Content creators over at the Roof Doctor. Mistakes you're making in a home that could be affecting your roof. Poor attic ventilation? Ice (gasps) dams?
2: I do have that.
1: (laughs) I like how they have how to find the right roofer for your home. I'm clicking this and it better be... Yep, takes you back to the Roof (laughs) (laughs) Doctor. That's a good bit. Good work, Roof Doctor. (laughs) Uh, yeah,
0: The Roof Doctor, great sponsor. Visit them at www.theroofdoctor.com.
1: I saw they were at the home show over the weekend. I, yeah? hope, they, I hope they sold a bunch of them. A bunch sure of roofs. <laughs> you, just,
0: you just walk into the home show, walk out with a new roof. Mm-hmm.
1: Just on top of your car.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> new roof for your car.
2: Take it home, just put it on.
0: Uh, final news item Elk dubbed Hammockhead captures East Lewis County's heart. There's an elk out in Packwood that got stuck in a hammock, and now he wears it like a hat forever. They put him on posters and in the newspaper and on shirts and everything else. Pretty neat.
1: Yeah, there's a big split, though. I mean, some people are really excited about the uh, fame and notoriety of the elk, and others think that uh, people that are foisting the fame and notoriety on the elk are putting the elk and people who encounter it at risk, I discovered.
0: Yep. How would they be putting the people that he encounters at risk? It's Just,
2: an elk. Yeah.
0: It's an elk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, I suppose so. And
1: Aaron doesn't believe animals exist and he's I, never been to right, Packwood. Right. I forgot. So. I forgot. Yeah. I saw it and I was like, that's a weird looking horse. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's, I don't know what else you wants to say. Eventually it's, it's antlers are going to fall off. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, They want to collect those and put them on display somewhere in Packwood. Um, and I, you know, I, I think it's great for civic enthusiasm out there in Packwood. I Good agree. stuff.
2: I think it's a nice, like, uh, community funky thing. It's you like know? when we had
1: Speedo Man here in Chehalis. Exactly. Is there any chance of the same thing that someone is going to shoot this elk dead? And oh yeah. That's how it ends.
2: Big chance. Oh man, oh, that Huge guy's already got chance. his "I
1: killed Hammockhead" shirt printed up. You ready? What you just said though gave me a great idea. What if there was a Speedo Elk, an elk and a Speedo? A really fast elk. Could probably make this happen.
2: Seems like that. Would be worse than the hammock for his health.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll have opposable thumbs, you know. It'll take <laughs> that speedo off. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, any news items we
1: missed that you want to get to now? Uh, I don't know.
0: Uh, Lee, of course, I'm sure I need mean plenty. Me.
1: There's plenty. We just had a whole new addition. One fun one, not fun one, but one that I was unaware of was that there was wild roaming husky packs in Ashford near Mount Rainier National Mm. Park. It was a Tacoma News Tribune story.
2: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, there was a, the the Humane Society took in a group of 40 husky dogs that were roaming around Ashford. Um, it said, uh, where was it? Um, basically no one was feeding the animals, uh, uh, let's see. Residential surveillance cameras caught glimpses of the animals traveling together in the wilderness. Ashford residents also reported seeing the dogs wandering as a pack without food or shelter from humans. Whoa. I mean, we could have had our own non-native pack of huskies up there. That had been kind of cool. But yeah. Instead, man has overreached yet again. And here we are. Well, but you can know. adopt one now. What so it must had- not be like, like
0: wild. Whatever ah. happened to the bear we had on Roanoke Hill? Never find him. He, he, Persists. Nevertheless, yes. he persisted.
2: Maybe he'll come back this spring. I mean, it's about time. It's getting oh, there. I bet
0: that
1: bear's so fat.
0: Yeah, eating all those so. pies
1: they left out for him. Uh, yeah. let's, all, let's see what other news and quick news items. Uh, Ape oh. Cave is going to open back up in May. Yeah, good. Ape think Cave. Do you think that deuce you saw somebody dropping there the still the there? Big pile of human excrement. Yeah. I yeah. got.
2: I got a news. Hot breaking news from this morning. Is
1: it more interesting than a human poop in a cave? From that hot brick and dump you <laughs> saw
2: I, I mean, it is to me. <laughs> There were sea lions all the way up at the Mayfield Dam today, and I'm sure they have been there before, but it's still incredible and crazy and not cool that they come up that high. That's like basically 70 miles from uh, where the Columbia becomes a harbor in Astoria. Mm
0: -hmm. That's
2: crazy town. They should not be allowed.
0: Nature is healing. What are you going to do? You should turn them back at Castle Rock. Yeah, throw some bad. of those, throw some of those Ashford Huskies down there and let them duke it out for. Can you
1: eat sea lion?
0: Like, I know it would be very fatty,
1: but
2: I'm sure. So
1: used yeah. for their carcasses, I'm yeah, sure. you could eat them. Yeah, you I mean, it's probably not I've good. never heard of you anyone eating a sea lion. Jamie Her Butler said, North,
2: said she didn't know water. for sure what she was going to do after finishing her time in Congress. I have a job for her:
1: just slaying sea lion. <laughs> yeah,
2: just standing in Castle Rock. Getting rid of all the sea lions that think they're going to come up here and eat our salmon. Yep. The um, hatchery at the Barrier Dam area today was releasing fish, and those sea lions are just going hog-ass wild.
1: Ham bananas?
2: Yeah, that's, that is kind of what they're like. Going ham yeah,
1: bananas. Yeah.
0: Yep. I, don't, I think you should be able to kill as many sea lions as you can with your hands. I agree. And
2: I would not be able to kill one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, or like you can use a weapon that you fashioned yourself, like a club or like a spear. Maybe
2: can I fashion it myself from things that I purchased?
0: No, you got to go out in the woods and like fashion it yourself. Like (laughs) you can cut down a tree limb and build one, or like tie a rock to.
2: So, how can I use something to cut down the tree limb?
0: Yeah, I guess that's allowed.
2: You know what I mean? Because now you're just kind of getting back into yes. using tools that I own. Look, there's
0: a lot of RCWs we got to establish around this sea lion killing, you know, situation.
2: I agree.
1: But eventually somebody will happen. form a committee... I just want it to be like a legal hunting thing, and have people sending me in pictures like with their cute little five-year-old holding I up agree. the head of like a seven-hundred-pound behemoth.
2: I agree. I just feel like <laughs> if you're if you're fishing for salmon, at the very least, and one of them takes your salmon, you should be able to kill them.
1: Yeah, I think so.
2: Like you should be able to kill them at that time. I don't
1: even know any sea yeah, lions, I mean. so I don't care. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
2: I know one. His name was Dead. Um.
1: <laughs>
0: Anyway, uh, that's been Animal Chat, and we'll be back after these messages.
2: Hi, this is Jasic from Summit Funding. Here's what a recent client is saying about us.
0: Hi, this is Chad Taylor. Have you been thinking about purchasing or refinancing your current home? The team at Summit Funding is the best in class. Looking for a conventional
2: FHA, VA, USDA, jumbo, or even a reverse mortgage? Trust the team at Summit Funding. Coralie and I did, and we couldn't be happier. Thank you to all of our past clients. If you have any questions, give us a call at 360-330-4037.
0: All right, we're back, and it is time for segments, starting with Tales from the Takes page. And first up, we have a letter to the editor, Father Seeks Answers in Death of Son. A selected paragraph from that, my name is Ed Ferrier, and Ott Ferrier is my son. I'm 83 years old and recently diagnosed with lung cancer. This past year has taken a toll on me. I don't know how much time I have left in this world, and every day that passes, I see stories about Aaron Christensen... I worry that my son's murder will never be solved. It's been 10 months since I've heard a single word from the Lewis County Sheriff's Office, so I want to tell my story before it's too late. Uh, look, the I'm Dying and the Aaron Christensen stories are a sad reminder that the Sheriff's Office what return calls about my murdered son is a hell of a tearjerker. Yeah. Powerful if, letter.
2: For those who haven't read it, I would really encourage reading it in full. There's like, there's a lot of good journalism that can, like, put you in the shoes of someone else. But there's nothing quite like this sort of letter where you get, like, directly from somebody's perspective. And it's it's very powerful. It's well-written. And it's so sad. He's like, my son is my best friend. And I just don't know what happened to him. And he strongly believes that his son was murdered. And, yeah, we're definitely going to follow up and talk to this father and see if he'll have, like, a more... Um, more sit down time with us so that we can continue investigating, I guess.
1: And it should be mentioned that this letter, which I mean, had to remain within 500 words. He submitted it online. I kind of got the sense that he ran out of space in the form and he wasn't done talking. Um, so we do hope to talk to him, but is about twice as long as any information we have received from the sheriff's office, which was a very tiny, short press release. Um, I mean, we're talking six graphs. Um, he was found in a burned vehicle, um, and uh, his father said he had ash in his lungs, which would be a, a, a sign that he was alive when the car was burning. Mm-hmm. Um, but we never we got an initial press release, uh, and I think we had to ask about it first, uh, and then no additional information, which I just think is a continuing sign of issues with the sheriff's office and their... Uh, notifications with the public uh yeah well i mean they can't call and tell you about every dead body they find no they certainly could the other agencies do a good job of that yeah anything else from the opinion page we need to touch on or can we go to juvenile fight club and more just one and it didn't even actually make the opinion page Uh, it was a post from over the weekend that a dedicated reader sent me they always send me things that they think should be in the paper, and this very well might as well, but it's Danny Westneat, which a lot of our people in Lewis County do not care for his writing. I actually like his writing. Uh, He's is uh, liberal, leans to the left, but he's a great writer, and I think he's pretty insightful. But he had a commentary titled, A New Washington Voice Calls Out Democrats as the Party of the Rich from Within. And as you guys would probably guess, this voice is our Congresswoman Marie Glusenkamp-Perez. And if I can just read the intro of his column, she said, he writes, Washington's new Democratic congressional sensation Mary Glusenkamp-Perez sure doesn't dance around when she's talking about her own party's core ailment. It's elitism. Asked in a recent interview whether Democrats are struggling with class diversity, she answered, Abso, How fucked is it that we don't respect or listen to people until they have a college degree? She went on, The national podcast Pod Save America and said that that's shame. Um, And then he goes to write about not only how she does curse in her interviews, which we already knew. Mm -hmm. um, Straight talk, some would call it. uh, Crudeness, others would call it. Like my mother would not like this very much. (laughs) How'd how'd that feel? Getting that (laughs) f bomb in on the podcast. (laughs) Uh, Pretty. It didn't feel good. You know, I I feel I feel like I've probably brought great shame to myself. And the Seattle Times didn't print that, but you can. They put bleeping, which I'm not doing that. I think that's even worse. Do you hear like a, a clattering Oh, of come pearls on. clutching? You would,
2: put the, you would put the bleeping in the Chronicle.
1: Yeah, it's true. Um, uh, yeah, that was a good I'd call. i put the hyphen out. We do the F yeah. hyphen, <laughs> which angers some readers. They write in like, I can totally tell what that says. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what <laughs> we that. want. We
2: want you to tell what it says. Uh, uh, I
1: was. Anyways, I just thought it was insightful and you should go read it. He makes some really good points. And his walk-off... Uh, his walk-off, I guess, point was the last time he saw someone go to Washington D.C. like this. That was a rebel and shocked and uh, upbraided the establishment. It was Patty Murray. And then his last line: "The system does have a way of, of assimilating the nonconformists," which I thought Whoa! was powerful. And yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah, I thought it was a good line. So we'll see how she does. Yeah. How long has Patty Murray been in office? Forever. Thirty for a while.
2: years. Since... Well, thirty years in this in the U.S. Senate.
1: Okay.
0: All right, Sirens Banger of the Week. I have two, and you are telling me there's more?
1: Uh, I don't I want to call the other one a banger, but I will call it a crime story of interest for podcast listeners who... <laughs> it's not going to work for a segment. For podcast listeners who... Uh, Frequent bars. <laughs> who happen to hear this after I post it to Cronline, because it's not there yet. How's that? Uh, go Well, let's start with that. Uh, reporter Emily Fitzgerald downstairs has just filed... Man accused of biting off chunk of stranger's ear during dispute outside Chehalis Bar. Uh, I haven't been able to read it completely yet. I do see the word Mike Tyson are in this story, believe it mm-hmm. or not. Um, looks like a quote from one of his friends. But uh, I believe Emily said earlier that the chunk of ear was retrieved later after the um, assault. So pretty gnarly. I will have that story up pretty soon.
0: And which bar did this occur in?
1: Uh... We're not the bar's it. not named in the story. It's kind of tricky to do that because you don't know. There's several bars down there. And we have in the past been like, hey, it happened outside X bar. And it turns out it was a fight that spilled over from two blocks over. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have been informed that it is not fair to the business to just assume that that type of activity happened there. Bad for business, Aaron.
0: Okay. Uh, Read the story and make your own determination. It'll have well, a block. There is number, actually sure. only one bar on that block.
1: Yeah, well, there's other bars that live in our hearts and souls, like the Paradise. The That's Dirty true. Pee, have Who you forgotten? Forget?
0: Who could forget the Dirty Pee?
1: <laughs> so dirty. Uh,
0: people went there to dance erotically. <laughs>
1: it was the dirtiest.
2: You know, I, we're not far from Easter. Maybe they were doing like a Garden of Gethsemane thing.
1: Uh, don't think anybody's ear got bitten off. <laughs> It's chopped just, just maybe it off. Maybe it fell off. Maybe he had leprosy. <laughs> and my it. evoking Gethsemane <laughs> here. How dare you?
0: My sirens banger the week entry was <laughs> the juvenile fight club reported at a playground on the 200 block of 13th Street just after 4:20 on April 13th. Are we not naming playgrounds either? I guess not. Okay, well. Do the math, people. Get out your map. That was literally all the information there, too. Wait, but there was more. There was
2: more in the last Sirens. Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Was there an update on Fight Club?
2: I thought so. Somebody was talking about it. I actually didn't read them yet. Oh, well. Check out tomorrow's Sirens for maybe an update on the Juvenile Fight Club.
1: (laughs) The Sirens is deep
0: this week. It's a full page, plus a jump. And one other science banger I threw on here, a caller found what they believed to be a, quote, possible human jawbone and maybe other bones on a trail in the 1500 block of rice road. The bones were determined
1: to be deer bones said the sheriff's office. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, when I was reporting in Montana, I learned because it happened three different times that the, uh, skeleton of a bear looks a lot like the skeleton of a human. And so people were digging up bear skeletons all the time and calling in with like 100% certainty. (laughs) Like I got a body here. And then they'd show up and be like, ma'am, that's a grizzly bear. Well, wow, that's even scarier. Thus, Bigfoot. <laughs> that's Bigfoot. Yes. Uh, People's champion of the week.
0: Do you guys have any suggestions?
1: Yeah, um, I didn't even look. I right
2: went here. to a celebration on Saturday at the Winlock Fire Department, where uh, the Peterson family, whose uh, grandson Danny, six-year-old from, well, their family's from Boyesford, I think. They live in like Vader area. He was hit by a truck in March, and he was saved by the fire department and other responders. He was airlifted to Mary Bridge Hospital, and the family was saying thank you to the responders with a pizza party. And the responders were saying thank you to the Peterson family because Greg Peterson is the Boisfort Fire Battalion Chief and the president of the Lewis County. Fire Commissioners Association. So it was a very happy, nice event. It's wonderful that the kid's doing so well after such a crazy accident. Um, So I thought that somewhere in there, whether it's the responders or the kid or the family, that could be a hero of the week.
0: Yeah, that one's good. I had uh, Shayless Fire Department Interim Chief Ted Hendershot. Ted spelled like Todd, who retired again.
2: Almost every week we come back to... The firefighters are the hero.
1: Hey, we've got a couple of them in this one, don't we? Yeah. How about uh, Ten Men Supply as a nominee? They donated all the materials for a Centralia FFA student to build houses for her goats.
2: Yeah, we do like that one. That's a yeah, good that's one. that's
1: cool. The goats were sick, Aaron. Uh, do you mean that like they were ill or like they were <laughs> they were cool? They were infirm. They were, were, the coolest in-firm. Ever they were de- Aaron. infirm. And now they're quite housed. If we hadn't already done our roof doctor spot, this would have been the time.
2: Sorry about that.
1: Yeah, would have been great. Didn't uh, or or would have it? <laughs> I mean, it kind of sounds like would have
0: been conflicting. Like, deep men supplies supplies roofs? Ooh, yeah. we've really stepped in it. Oh, you gonna give him hero of the week, huh? Well, wow. I'm I will not. <laughs>
1: I'm back that up.
2: <laughs> We're going to make our decision based on monetary value?
1: It did make me Absolutely. wonder, though, like, does the Roof Doctor have, like, a minimum size roof? Like, if you just had a tiny little goat house and you called them out for the free estimate, do you think that they would entertain that?
2: You know, Absolutely. I think they would.
1: They'd blog about it. Look at
0: this <laughs> dope house we put up for some sick goats.
2: Remember, this is a family-owned business,
0: Eric since 1959 they, they probably, probably have their own goats. Roofed several goat houses. Anyway, moving on, uh, Facebook comments of the week. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Uh
1: as we always, never picked a hero of the week.
2: I uh, think it should be the, the firefighters. <laughs> yeah,
1: the firefighters. What about, <laughs> all of uh, them. what about Mac Daddy Jay? He persevered. Oh, yeah.
2: oh I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, so like a horse. Do you remember yeah, Mac Daddy Jay? Uh, yeah if you guys do you remember the series by Claudia a couple like two I years do Aaron ago, doesn't read the paper. That was about a horse in the Kelly Walker neglect case who was neglected and among lots of carcasses of dead horses and he was rescued by a local family and uh, Neveya Dunn, a senior at I think maybe Adna I can't remember. She rides for the WF West Equestrian Team and rides Mac Daddy J. And this year, they won first place in jumping in the district. And she's going to state. And last year, she won third place on Mac Daddy J in regionals, which is very, very hard to do because it's got, like, people from three different states and the best of the best who made it from state competitions. So the horse is doing very well. And I got to pet him on Saturday, and he's very lovely. So he is my hero of the week. That's a good one,
1: Mac Daddy Jay. Just giving it to a horse, huh? Yep, first time horse winner.
0: I'm sure that'll be the biggest trophy on that horse's mantle. Why don't you just equine about it?
1: Oh, well. nice!
2: <laughs> You're on one today.
1: Oh wow! Look at that! It. All right, let's let's get over this pain and suffering. All right, do you want to take that call,
0: Isabel? Well- the correct answer was no. <laughs> she was thinking about it. All right, on a <laughs> felony charge for the pepper tree arsonist, allegedly. This commenter says, "Dear Chronicle, not all your readers and followers are up on current abbreviations.
1: I C Y M I, for example. What? Okay. I really should stop doing that. I did that.
0: go look it up. I think that's a pretty
1: common. I know, but it's really just a sad and pathetic way of me saying, hey." Kind of running out of content here. Uh, <laughs> I want to keep my usual pace. So I'm going to reshare the story in case you didn't get it. And that's not as good of an acronym as in case you missed it.
0: Why don't I you like... reshare your history photos from the week before in case they missed those? I do that. I like in
2: well. case you missed I it on do. big stories. I think it's a good thing to have because isn't it like.
1: I could spell it out though. I had in... to look it up the first time.
2: That's fair. In some instances though, it's fair to assume that most of the people who follow the page.
1: I try to get things another run every once in a while cuz sometimes like we'll post something that I think is of wide interest and maybe even important that people read and it just comes in the middle of like a cluster of other posts online and it kind of gets overlooked but Well, and sometimes they're not you wrong. Need to, sometimes
0: you just need to dump out a new layer of sawdust for the commenters to engage <laughs> in bloody battle upon <laughs> like that. Yeah. Well taken though on the comment uh, on the sheriff's office investigating human remains found in a burned car near Randall. This commenter says, "Are they sure it wasn't a heart attack?" Another commenter says, "Where's the Chronicle on follow-up reporting? Two burned bodies and cars. Could there be a link?" The story was like an hour old at that time. Come on, I'm sure it's coming.
2: We're working on it. Another
0: We're commenter working on all of it. Gosh. They expect so much. <laughs> we have
2: like two people. <laughs> no, we right. have
0: more than two people. I
2: know, but we don't have that many people, and I think that people forget that.
0: Another commenter, a tree limb caught fire and fell on the car, most likely. Another commenter, pretty sure a dog in four teens could do a better job than Snaza and his deputies. Mm, Scooby-Doo reference. Another one, oh great, what sheriff investigation blunders can we expect this time? And the same commenters jump back in for update that the sheriff's office found the body a day after they found the burned out car. Uh, It's absolutely no surprise they didn't observe the vehicle closely enough to even realize there was a body in it until the next day. Deputy dipshit on duty again. Just like that alliteration. Uh, when will the Chronicle or the County Commissioners demand answers for this department? And I was like, oh, but there was just a story where
1: they asked for answers. You know what? People feel very powerfully and emotionally about this case, and maybe they missed a lot of it. And I, I don't mind being pushed a little bit more. That's fine. We're still pursuing other angles and stories, as you guys are going to stop by the coroner's office. So I'm okay with a little criticism there, even if it's not due. Uh, on the sheriff's interview on the Christensen case.
0: Shut up, Snaza. You're a disgrace to our community. Another commenter. This is a disgrace to the community. Another commenter. What a damn disgrace. Another commenter. Time to resign. Uh, Another commenter. Look at Snaza asking the community to be sheep. Nice callback.
1: I understood that reference. Mm
0: -hmm. It was solid. Do you guys want to talk about the commenters on the fight club at the park?
2: This is like, do you fail in charge?
0: Yeah. Oh no,
1: Port of Winlock's in here. Oh. You know
0: it's going to be lit. You all still believe schools are safe. You are the problem. New York style metal detectors coming to every grade school. Inslee did this. Hashtag Uh Again, this did not occur in a school, but in a public also, park. Also, Winlock does not have a port. Exactly.
1: What? Uh.
2: You know what? And I. Well, I think if Winlock's suing people all willy nilly,
1: they should do this guy next. Uh, the lawsuit is coming from within the building. <laughs> uh, that person's accounts are just habitually awful. Everything he posts is just the worst. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. I get what you say. I understand. Uh, another commenter
0: on the fight club. I was at penny playground when these teens were there. Something needs to be done. They take over whole areas of the park. This day it was the swings. They vape, listen to nasty music <laughs> on a portable speaker, <laughs> swear at each other, wrestle, and one of them had a taser they were all messing around with. It's girls and boys of all ethnicities that thug around out <gasps> like a gang.
2: No, don't say that. That's awful. There was a little boy around three or
0: four years old with them. This isn't the first time I've seen him, but definitely the first behavior. Not in that bad. sentence, it doesn't. As a community, we need to be reporting them every time they are, act- they are acting this way. And a commenter says, oh my goodness, boys and girls of different ethnicities socialized together. Please do everyone a favor
1: and crawl back under your 1950s rock. <laughs> I was going to say that that's not a whole lot different than like my own experience.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean down to the taser. The right? a
1: buddy brought a taser one time. We all tased each other. Had a great time. I mean, they listened to nasty music on a speaker,
0: at each other, to wrestle, and one of them had a taser. That just sounds like the newsroom 10 years ago. <laughs> it does. It that's does.
2: the newsroom today, Aaron. <laughs> uh,
0: that. We had a former reporter that got tased alongside Sheriff Mansfield. Shout out Andy Campbell, who just <laughs> appeared in Hustler magazine. Yeah, cover oh. story.
1: He, he, was was opposing. Not, he was not posing. He was <laughs> not
0: And on uh, the Danny Westnate column about Marie glucin Perez calling out Democrats as the party of the rich, one commenter says, classless. And a responding commenter says, so mechanics and sailors are classless. The first guy says, she's a congressman, classless, ghetto, trailer trash, vulgar. And the handsome, beautiful other commenter says, do you think Aaron Vantile is also classless?
1: Is that actually a really? comment? Yes. Oh, wow. I know. I was shocked. Which I said.
0: Popular. Yes.
1: This yes is like is. politics completely aside, but people that are going to attack, and I think she has to be like very aware of this. Like if you want to attack her for her vulgarness, but you're also a Donald Trump supporter, like that or doesn't mix. This a would Joe just Kent be... Guy? Yeah, like. it doesn't really mix. Like I can get not liking it across the board, but you got to at least apply that both ways because discourse has been damaged in the last seven to eight years. Are you uh, accusing
0: one side of some hypocrisy? <laughs> oh, just a, just, just
1: a, sir. Drink, a teaspoon. Rearrange your decorum. I'm anyway. on the record as liking that she, she straight talks. I like that. Yeah, you know what? Cuss more. <laughs> Get out there, call somebody a bitch. <laughs> just comes out with like a Chris Rock act. <laughs>
0: uh, what's in the next edition that we may have missed?
1: Uh, we talked about uh, quite a bit of it. Uh, I'll just run down the headlines. We have Judge dismisses Winlock petition to enforce annexation. That happened on Friday, right on deadline, so we were able to get it in this edition. Um, that's an that's an Emily story. We've got an incredible picture, this is probably my favorite thing in the paper today, of a majestic llama standing guard over the landscape in Toledo. Jared was driving down in South County, says he saw this llama, had to slam on his brakes and return to the scene. It's a very nice photo. If you don't read anything else, have a look at this llama. This llama is dope. So Great good. llama. Is we could talk about the sick. llama for a long time. I was very excited by it. Uh, we got some Earth Day stuff going on. You can go to Seminary Hill on Saturday, do some do some Earth Day, or you can go uh, to Discovery Park. Uh, good story on Bigfoot, Real or Hoax, which was an event held in Chehalis on Saturday that Owen Sexton went to. Thought he did a good job. And what I'm predicting will probably be our most popular content based on the past is Isabel went up and covered the WF West team, equestrian team, which includes teams from throughout Lewis County um, at their last meet before state. Is that accurate? That's right. And Mm -hmm. lots of faces in there, lots of names. You've got everybody that's going. I appreciated that. Uh, a very robust sirens, like I told you was coming. Mm. We've got quite um, the paper, especially yeah. for a Tuesday. Yeah, there's good stuff in there. And then a Colombian story, very short on the 2024 3rd Congressional District uh, campaigns warming up already, and it's looking like it'll just be a repeat. Joe Kent versus Marie Glusenkamp-Perez, maybe even, mm. who knows? Maybe J.H.B. will jump in the mix. Maybe Heidi St. John again, who knows? Uh, great, just run it back. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, just because I'm, ex- I'm
2: emotionally ready for that,
1: <laughs> I'm a, this is another favorite piece of content is the Centralia Ballet Academy is going to perform Peter Pan this weekend. Oh, as, as you know, I'm a, a are, are we huge going? fan of good form. Which, and which show are we
0: attending? I, I don't know,
1: but it looks great. Just check, look at this photo. It's my favorite photo of the week, besides the llama. Look at Captain Hook just a joke, soaring Captain through Hook. the air. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> great photos from Jared. Uh, that's the long and short of it. Emily's working on a pile of crime stories downstairs right now, so we'll probably have some of that as well. All right. Isabel, anything else?
2: Uh, no, that, that about covers it. I'm sure, like I said, we'll have more on a lot of the stuff that we talked about coming soon, so keep an eye out.
0: All right. In closing, we're sponsored by Summit Funding and The Roof Doctor. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you feel so inclined, and thank you for listening. <laughs>